To another podcast from Long Lane Honeybee Farms. I'm your host, David Burns, along with my wife, Sherry. And we're always glad to be with you to share a little bit more about beekeeping. And uh, we want to say hello to all of our listeners that are avid listeners of past broadcasts. <laughs> Did you say avid or rabid? Avid. <laughs> yeah, nobody's rabid. <laughs> Although I did notice our dog was foaming at the mouth yesterday, but I think it was, you know how they eat frogs or something and then they foam? I don't think it was rabies. (laughs) But welcome to all of our listeners. Some of you may be new to the podcast and we want to welcome you. Just a time for us to sit around and talk about beekeeping. Lots gone on since our last broadcast. We've had a lot of fun, a lot of challenges, and just uh, a lot of hands-on beekeeping experiences over the last few uh, weeks since our last broadcast. And we've sold a lot of packages of bees since the last time we had a podcast. And uh, wow, that's been a real, it's been a fun time, but it's also been a challenging time uh, selling so many packages this year. Um, And I think, though we're always happy to get packages in the hands of our customers, it's also a good time, Sherry, for us to finally say the package B season is over. It is over. <laughs> <laughs> and it is good. We we start taking package orders in November. So by this this time of the year, we've been doing package B's for half a year. So we're always glad it's over. Yes. We are, except you say it's over, and I'm sitting here right now. Corey and I are sitting here right now, and we're getting all the labels ready for the next um, shipment, which is supposed to go out on Tuesday. And that involves us putting, you know, everybody into, you know, an Excel program and getting addresses and phone numbers all all put together and then getting labels done for USPS and labels done for UPS and it's a lot of work so I don't know why you keep saying that it's over well uh, it's not over but it's almost over <laughs> by the time they probably listen to this it might be over but um, the whole the whole prospect of taking orders and getting it we know we sold out of packages this year on May the 1st and usually I think last year Oh, I'm sorry, March the 1st. March, March, March the 1st. Last year, we were still taking orders. Wow, it might have been even in May, we were still taking some orders. Maybe. So this this is good that, uh, you know, we're finally, I guess what I'm saying is we're we're always ready to move on. After packages, we move right into queens and start raising queens. And it's been a great year so far for queen rearing. And we've already sold a bunch of queens. And... uh, but today, yesterday and today, the weather's been a little cooler, and it's kind of slowing down my ability to raise queens and nukes, because the bees just don't fly when it's cooler. I don't know. Are the rest of you out there listening, are you experiencing a little cold snap? I think today is high here in Illinois. Um, this is 
Saturday, we only had a high of about uh, 50. Well, yeah, when I went to the to get some milk, it was 47, and it was cold. Oh, yeah, it was windy. I mean, the bees, you know, will cluster kind of tight. Not not like wintertime, but they're hanging on and just sitting in there waiting for a warmer day. But these are the kind of things that we don't want to happen because it will cut down on our honey production, cut down on bee growth, and <laughs> it would cause some problems, you know. could even cause uh, more swarming. When it does finally get a little warmer and a nice day, it could cause the bees to swarm more. But, uh, yeah, we have been working hard and uh, trying to get all the packages out and trying to ship out queens. And it's been a lot of work. And, of course, Sherry, you got some you got some more chickens this year, too, in addition to our Rhode Island Reds. Now we have 50 new little day-old chicks chirping away. And we're all licking our chops to finally butcher them in seven weeks and have some chicken and barbecued chicken on a grill or something. Yeah, now those come to the post office just like bees do. And so you go down to the post office when she calls you and tells you to come in. And it was kind of funny because I went down to the post office to get them and the the, uh, postmaster was like, oh, we just love little chickens to come in here and we just love to hear them chirping around. And I made the mistake to tell her that they were meat birds. And her, you know, she just got this really bad look on her face. And she said, oh, no, I wish you hadn't have told me that. And I said, why? And she goes, oh, I don't eat meat. She said, I don't eat anything with a face on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, well, I said, I, you know, I understand, I understand what you're saying. But uh, the reason why I'm raising my own is because I really think that animals, even what we eat, need to be treated humanely. And so I said, our birds are treated humanely and and believe me, they will have a wonderful life until the end of their life. <laughs> and then she felt better. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have a good life until they meet the grill, huh? <laughs> All right. And uh, this would be my first experience at, uh, do you call it butchering chickens? What do you call that when you, you, you uh, slaughter chickens? Yeah, I think it's just slaughter chickens. Slaughter. It doesn't. It sounds too big to apply to a yeah, chicken. You know, I can chicken. slaughter yeah, something they big. Have, they're called slaughterhouses when you take care of the chickens. I think that's. Yeah. But we'll just do ours outside, you know, and get makeshift equipment and yeah. and that sort of thing. But I think we're going to have some people come over and, you know, that'll be an experience for everybody. But I I think everybody ought to have some hand in their food, you know. And <laughs> if we're if we're going to eat, you know, a <laughs> little Christian always has. His hands and his food. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't mean hand in the food. Maybe I do, but I think we ought to know where our food comes from, and I think kids ought to know where their food comes from, and they ought to know how to, you know. Yeah. I, you know, they just think it comes from the grocery store, you know, and that's, you know, that's where you pick it up at, but that's not where it comes from. And I think kids ought to know where it comes from, and I think we all should, you know, get your hand in the beehive and get the honey out and. Take care of the chickens and all garden, that stuff. And garden. Yeah, put out a garden, which of course you need bees if you want to put out a garden. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I I was talking to my sister about this day because she gardens. She lives in Martin, Tennessee, and she loves to garden. And we were talking about. She said today for lunch I had some grapes and banana. I thought I was eating healthy, and then I started realizing, you know, those grapes have probably been sprayed with who knows what have been fed who knows what in some 
field somewhere to grow faster and you know keep the bugs off and the bananas are the same way she said i i'd probably be better off to go outside and just eat an old tree limb or something <laughs> it'd be healthier for me so you know a lot you, of it had been sprayed first <laughs> yeah you, you do need to it is better for you sherry or they say anyway that it's better if you eat food that's local you know food in your area that you, you know where it comes from and we've been doing more with that even with our beef buying it from uh people that raise their own what is it called grass-fed cattle and they treat them humanely and it just seems it makes you feel a little better but boy sometimes it's still nice to stop at mcdonald's isn't it mm. yeah we gotta stop doing that <laughs> but uh it's, it's fun to raise your own chickens and so if any of you know how to you know we, i watch some youtube videos on slaughtering chickens and it looks pretty easy some of it's called the old testament way and and uh, where you uh, kind of slit their throats and let the blood drain out, and oh. ooh, and it's uh, but it, it looked oh. e- the guy made it look pretty easy. He called it the Old Testament way in the Bible, so yeah, it does it does look easy. But you know, now that you you've been talking about those pesticides and the uh, spraying and stuff, I think now might be a good time to talk to your listeners a little bit about spraying seven around and. And that sort of thing, and what that can do to the hives. Okay, I, I can talk a little bit about that. Don't do it. Uh, but, but what if you got neighbors that are doing it? Is there anything that you can do? Move. <laughs> oh, but I can't move. Okay, well, go to your neighbors and say, could you please use Liquid 7? And then could you please spray late in the evening after my bees are done foraging? You know, maybe 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 6 most of the toxicity, from what I'm told, is not as harmful once it goes overnight, you know, and gets kind of... Yeah, but I thought it was a systemic problem that all those kinds of things are going into the, you know, into yeah. the plant. And I'm sure it is. And I, a, lady, a lady emailed me the other day and said, I want to spray my roses with some sort of, you know something side to keep mm-hmm. bugs off and or whatever. Yeah, and, and she called the bear company. And said, you know, can I, does this hurt honeybees? And, of course, they said, oh, no. You know, <laughs> that's a kind of a pat answer. It's an easy answer to give. Does this chemical hurt honeybees? Oh, no. And, you know, she said she didn't know whether to believe them or not because if it kills bugs, why wouldn't it kill a bee? But And bees do get on roses, by the way. I've seen them on your roses. I haven't seen them very often on roses. Not a lot. But they, but yeah. oh, they'll land on any flower, know, you yeah. know. And yeah, I had somebody the other day who said that they're going to spray their lawn to get rid of all the dandelions and the grubs, yeah. you know, in the grass and that yeah. sort of stuff. And they wanted to keep honeybees at the same time, but yeah. I don't know. All I know, we want pretty yards and everything. But you know, pretty. I told a couple of guys I was getting my brake fixed the other day at our brake shop, and. uh the guy said, "Hey, how much, uh, how much for a jar of honey?" And I said, "It's ten dollars less than this repair." <laughs> and they got a big kick out of that. But you know, we were he was he was saying, "You don't see bees anymore." You know, I when I was a kid, I saw bees all the time. And I said, "Hey, another in in the future there will be no bugs." I'm convinced of that. We are our society does not like bugs. They and and very few people are seeing the. The need that the bugs play in our world, and they're just destroying them. And our bees are going to fall in that same category if if these pesticides are still used, insecticides. 
I don't think herbicides are all that bad personally. Now I I can't back that up. I mean I I can't. I've read the statistics, but and our bees never seem to be affected by Roundup, for example. Um, but of course that does kill things that bees get on, and now the bees can't get all the food and protein and pollen that they once could because Roundup has killed off all these wild flowers. I think you'd be surprised at how much bees get on uh, what we consider weeds. Weeds in ditches, weeds around fence rows, Mm, you know, weeds around the edge of, you know, places that we automatically kill. And that is very beneficial to insects, especially if you're living in town or you're living in a cul-de-sac, some place where there's, all you can find is manicured lawns and manicured, you know, flower beds and that sort of stuff that are probably being sprayed. You know, all those weeds in the ditches that we think are weeds, you know, the bees are on those. They like that stuff. So, gosh, I always, I always hate it when the guy comes and mows down all of our ditches you know, all along the country yeah. road because the bees really like that stuff. Yeah, so so try not to use any uh, uh, of, of the chemicals on things. Get by with as little as you can and use it uh, outside of foraging hours. You know, try not to spray, certainly don't spray flowers between 10 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wait until later and um, just be wise. If you really got to do some heavy spraying, like if you're running a orchard or a melon what do you call a melon patch? Yeah, yeah melon patch. Then uh, you might want to move your bees away for a day or two uh, if you got to spray real heavy, you know. I, I don't like powdered seven because it gives the appearance of pollen, and I'm afraid bees can put it in their pollen baskets and take it back to the hive, and boom, you know, it's bad. Well, I, I'm the opposite of you, I guess, because I don't think people ought to spray anything. I know, yeah. Period. Yeah. So a beekeeper called me the other day. I don't know if he got his packages from us. He's had bees a few years, but he, all, he's got about four hives. They're all doing good. One of them has dead bees kind of walking out of the front and kind of just stumbling. Dead bees walking out of the front. Those are called zombie bees. <laughs> zombie. Yeah, I do have to correct that. <laughs> dead, they're dead bees that walked. Out of the front and died. No, they're alive bees that walked out of the front. No, they're dead now. Though. They're they are dead bees, and <laughs> historically, he watched them and they walked out of the front and died. <laughs> well, that was, then that was nice of them, wasn't it? It was. It was. It, it was, was very nice of them not to do that inside. Bees are really good about uh, falling on their own sword, especially in the winter time when they kind of realize that they're old and they're not going to make it. They just say, hey, I don't want you to have to drag me out of here. I'm just going to die on a snowdrift out there and <laughs> watch the sun. Um, but anyway, he said one of his hives, you know, they were stumbling out and dying in clumps. And uh, it could be pesticide poisoning. Normally you would see a lot more doing that. And you would see maybe all the hives do it because usually all the bees are going to the same place. So anybody want to guess at what? may cause bees to walk out of the front and stumble around and die in front of the hive? I'll give you a hint. It could be a pest, not a disease. A pest. Karee? Oh, mites? What kind of mites? Uh, Tracheal. Yeah, Karee got it right. Well, I was going to say tracheal, but... You were too slow. I was thinking of the other ones, actually, and I couldn't think about What are the other ones called? Varora Destructor. 
Varroamites. That's right. Yeah, typically you you think it's not always the case, but sometimes you see you see these uh, bees dying on the front like that. It can be tracheomites. So we have a problem with uh, we don't really see tracheomites all that much, but we do see them occasionally. And so you do need to be uh, aware of it. What we what I told the gentleman that called, he was very nice about it, and he was just wondering how he would know what to do. He he actually treated grease patties, and that is a good. Uh, defense against tracheomites grease patties with a little bit of essential oil in them and uh, it it prohibits the tracheomites from finding a host but he he had done this actually after he suspected he had tracheomites so by the time he treated you know those that already had them were going to probably die anyway so um, I told him just to wait and see how it goes he said the beehive the rest of the bees were doing good so I convinced him to grab up a bunch of them and send them to the Maryland the Beltsville, Maryland Bee Lab, and uh, let them do a study to see if um, maybe they could find out if this was tracheomites or not. And um, so I'm, I told him to let me know because that will be good. You know, I'll, I'll, he told me the symptoms, and he's going to have them tested. And by the way, that's free. You can Google Beltsville, Maryland Bee Lab, and they'll tell you how to prepare the bees. There's no cost, by the way. If you know, you don't have to really have dead bees. They can. I mean, you can't send live bees, but I mean, if you just suspect that your hives uh, may have a problem, you can actually scoop up some bees. And I don't remember if you put alcohol in there to kind of knock them out, you know, kill them or what. But they had to be uh, pretty freshly dead bees. They can't be really old. And like if it's your hive died in the winter and now it's May and you want to find out what happened, it's, yeah, it's too long. So um, those are some things to look for. Keep in mind that... We do still see sometimes tracheomites really do kill bees in the wintertime, and there's some good treatments out there for them. I think um, one of my next biggest questions after people got their bee packages and called, uh, they talked about absconding and and we'll use the word swarming too. So do you want to talk about those? Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, a new package will not swarm. That's uh, That's the wrong terminology. A swarm is when a hive multiplies by creating a new uh, hive, a new colony. And they do that by, cre- uh, they'll make a virgin queen, uh, they'll make some queen cells, and then they'll, they'll get kind of crowded, they'll grow, they say we're, you know, we're too congested. And the old queen will usually leave with about a third of the hive uh, prior to that new queen cell emerging. And so that's swarming. Absconding means... Just about everybody in the entire hive left. And we and I once read a statistic, though I can't remember where, so don't quote me on its accuracy, but I read where about 25% of all packages will abscond. Here's how it happens. A new excited beekeeper buys some equipment from us, and they buy a package, and they're getting excited. It can be from anybody. It doesn't have to be from us, of course. I'm just saying, you know. But uh, it's all packages. And um, they get excited. They bring the new package home. You know, they've, they've, prepared, they've mowed their yard. They're, they've painted the house. They're excited about their new package. They've changed oil in the car. You know, they don't want anything to go wrong. And, and, and they, they, they install the package. And everything went beautifully. Oh, they sprayed the combs down with sugar water. They closed off the entrance as much as they could, left it open a little bit maybe, put a big jar of sugar water on there. And 
all at once they go back to look and everybody is gone. Sometimes there's a few bees left, but sometimes there's a little bit of drawn comb. Sometimes there can be a little you know, comb with some eggs in it. Sometimes there can be a few bees straggling behind, but it's called absconding. And it's not the fault of the beekeeper. The bees are just like any other animal. Sometimes they just won't stay in their pen. It's like buying a puppy at the dog pound. You bring it home and you keep it around for a few days and all at once it just runs away. And you can't find it. And um, so these things are they're bound to happen. And, and of course they might happen to you. We hope not. Um, but it could happen. You do everything that you can. And I recommend, here's some things I recommend. Do not poke a hole in the candy cage. Um, some people run a nail through there for an early re- release of the queen. I'm going to tell you what happens. And some people advocate tearing the screen off of, of the queen cage and dumping that queen in there. Don't do that. That queen will kind of be chased around by those bees. And we some people say they ought to know her by then, but they don't. If you do a too early release. And that queen will run out of the front to get away from them. And when she leaves, they all leave and it's chaos. So allow that candy to slowly be eaten by the queens that are by the bees that are with the queen inside the cage, the bees that are on the outside. So um, absconding can happen, and it might happen to you. Don't put, don't try to dig any of that candy out. You got to go slow. Let the queen come out slowly, and also shut off the hive as much as you can. If you got a screen bottom board, you might consider leaving it completely closed off for two days. And just let that hive kind of get used to that box. So that's the talk about absconding. So we have a little joke. We call it absconchin. I don't think that's a real word, but it's a cool thing to say, absconchin. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't think it's a real word. But it doesn't happen that often. But when a shoe or the one that it happens to is so, I know it's upsetting to people, but... Yeah. You know, what can you do? You know, it's just something that happens and you just, you know, get on with it or, you know, say to yourself, okay, well, I'll just get another one next year. And yeah. you know. Yep, yep, yep. That's about all you can do. Hey, Sherry, while we're talking about packages, I want to say a few things about them. You know, some people were surprised there were bees along with the queen. Hey, there's bees in there with the queen. How do they get in there? Well, we put those in there. Those are attendants. A laying, a laying queen... She seems like she's royalty, and rarely does a laying queen want to feed herself. She's used to people grooming her, feeding her, and we're afraid if we don't put attendants in there with her that she might not eat healthily, she may not you know, be groomed, and so we put those attendants in there. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Those bees are in there to take care of the queen. And I think what confuses people is there's lots of different kinds of queen cages. Yeah. And there's different things that different people do. And there's some of the ones that come with just a queen and nobody else inside. And then there's, then there's wooden ones that come with the queens and lots of attendants. And some you take the corks out and some you pop the top off them. So I think it just confuses people. It does. Yeah. So, but... Don't let it alarm you just because it's something different. Just yeah. do a little research. Get online. You know, I'm I'm sure David's got a million lessons on this sort of stuff and and videos and, videos and, and you'll see that it's, you know, this is the way that it's done here anyway. Yeah, here's a simple thing to do, folks. Look, a queen comes in a cage. It doesn't matter if it's wood, plastic, if it's, you know, what size it is. 
It's all the same as a cage and it's got a candy plug in it. So whatever you need to do, whatever kind of cage you get, <laughs> all you got to do is take the protective top, whether it's a cork or a plastic thing, off of that candy. You know, the queens that we produce here, we mail out in a California mini cage. And this really confuses people. It's a smaller wood box with a black cylinder, a black plastic cylinder in the tip of that b black box. And the candy is in that cylinder. So people say, it didn't have any candy in it. But that whole cylinder is full of candy. You just can't see it until you take the cork off the end. So, you know, be patient with that. Um, also, some people thought that some of our cans did not have holes in the bottom. Um, they said they looked at it and there was no, there was little dents but no holes. Well, I assure you, those are holes. It's scientific. It is exact. It's the size of a pro boscus of a of a of a bee the tongue of a bee if you don't think it's it's a real hole here's what you do make the hole make that can face the ground where the holes are down just rub your finger gently over those holes and you'll see your finger begins to get wet with sugar water so that's all scientifically and technically perfect on allowing just enough to come out so the bees can eat but not enough that it would drain out during you know an adverse shipping condition especially if it gets on board an airplane and barometric pressure changes, like UPS will fly in places in a more of a pressurized cabin, I think. But, you know, we want to be um, cautious of... of <laughs> in the old days, we've read books, Sherry, where you remember those old books back in the 1930s, I think. They were shipping bees on airplanes and all that sugar drained out of the cans and ran down to the pilot's feet. It was a funny book about a guy that first started uh, doing a lot of that airplane bees and airplanes. Uh, he had he had a mess with that barometric pressure changing up higher you go. Mm -hmm. um, there was one more thing I was oh I was going to tell people about the one package that we shipped to ourselves. Oh yeah, this is always interesting. David's always doing every year. He's doing some sort of testing because that's the way we find out whether or not what to tell you all is to test different things. So. So um, one thing that we did this year is we decided to um, send ourselves a package. Of course, we didn't we didn't walk across the street to our post office and have her send it to us. You know, this post office was quite a long ways from us, but we wanted to see what. So we mailed it from a, a faraway post office to see what it would be like coming back to our house and seeing how the how the bees survived. Yeah, and so it was funny because we we shipped it out on Wednesday. We thought we'd probably get it back Friday, and they didn't call us Friday. And I thought, oh, I should have been there by then. But it was during that Nashville flooding stuff, so I don't know if things happened, you know. Yeah, I've talked to the postmaster, and she said a lot of mail was very slow through there because of all that flooding yeah, that happened. Yeah. So for those of you who think, wow, I should have got my bees earlier, you know, they might have been going through tennessee at the yeah, time or something right so anyway we uh they called us on saturday morning and left a message which we didn't hear till later which was fine with us because we weren't going to go get them but on saturday it wasn't my local post office it was the one that's about 30 miles over so they they hit the post office in champaign urbana first and then they supposed to bring them out to my fairmount post office well champaign called and said on saturday Hello, Mr. Burns, your bees are in. Feel free to come by and pick them up any time. Well, this is like, by the time we heard that, it was 6 o'clock at night. So I said to Sherry, that's great. We don't have to, you know, we don't, let's let them wait. I'll go get them Monday, and that would be a longer test period, you know, to see how they did. 
And you know what happened? It was really neat because on Sunday, some people think bees don't move and the post office is closed and deserted on Sunday. Would you believe on Sunday that post office called me again? And they said, Mr. Burns, your bees are still here. We're here all day. We're closed, but just you know, come around the back, knock on the door, and we'll give you your bees. I thought that was cool. I think it's I think it's important for people to understand that. So many times they they think, oh my goodness, my bees are going to hit the post office on the weekend. You know, they might have one of those little tiny rinky dink. Well, I don't mean to say that you know disparagingly. Just a, a very very small village post office that closes at 10 a.m. and they're they're just petrified that their bees are going to sit there you know for two more days but the reality is is that you know in our case this is you know we were called years ago yeah on mother's day on a mother's day year and this was years ago to tell us that packages of bees had come in for us on a sunday now this is the second time that we were called on a sunday at the post office so people really need not to be worried about that whole weekend deal you know because their bees are either still in transit or you know they'll probably get a call on Saturday or they'll get a call on Sunday anyway and it's all good yeah and so finally um, they called me on oh they said Sunday they said if you don't come get them you know today then we'll we'll send them on out to Fairmount in the morning so of course we were like oh good now that would be six days that the bees have been in, in shipment so, you know, sure enough, bright and early on Monday morning, my postmaster called. Becky said, hey, David, the bees are here. You can come get them. And I went to get them, and I was expecting, you know, to be significant deadage or whatever, you know, because I thought, no telling what, what they've been exposed to in a couple of days in a post office. Maybe they threw bags on them or got them hot. I don't know. But I was really impressed with how well those bees looked because you know I remember last time I saw them was six days ago and you know there's always some dead bees Sherry even even after we shake them in the box people don't realize that but you know just think about this when you put the candy jar in there you're going to kill you know a significant number of bees just from trying to fit the candy in there you shake the bees in first and then you slip that candy uh, jar in there and of course they're trying to get out and you're smashing them so uh, and just shaking bees the way we do it, you know, bees do die just from the, the being smushed. But anyway, I got the package home, and I, I like Sherry said, I, I looked at everything that there was. I, I looked at how many dead bees there were, very little, wasn't an inch at all. And then the bees were very healthy and good shape. What I was impressed with when I pulled the queen cage out, all of her attendants were very active. You know how sometimes when bees get too cold or too hot or kind of sickly they get real lethargic Uh, but these were very active the queen was just bouncing all over that cage you know and the bees looked good so the other thing I measured was how much sugar water was left in the can I I took a can opener and pried open the top there was an inch and a quarter of sugar water left in the can which would have lasted another whole week in shipment Um, so they really did well. Next year, I'll just, maybe next year I'll do an experiment where we won't ship them. We'll just put them in there and just see how long they'll stay in there before they perish. Well, when we do pickup and you shake the bees, um, you know, you shake some of the bees, I believe, on a Thursday and some of the bees on a Friday, mm-hmm. and then you, um, and then, and then they're here. 
for people to pick up. You know, they're ready for people to pick up on Saturday, and people pick them up Saturday, and they pick them up Sunday, and they pick them up Monday, and they pick them up Tuesday. And so they're, you know, those bees always look good. I mean, they they still look good, you know, five or six days later. But now also this time with the shipping of the bees, we had, we always tell people, please wait, you know, for six days at least. You know, you got to give it time to get there before you, you know, before you call and, and ask us where they are. But this time we had people calling us at least seven or eight days later saying, I just now got my bees. I, I think that flood in Tennessee did some things to some people. I, there was some sort of a situation in Virginia, too, that the postmaster was telling me about. So I think some bees that were going through Virginia got held up. But we had people. Oh, and then we had people out in New Mexico and Arizona, and they didn't opt for UPS. They opted for regular mail. And I, we had people telling us seven, eight days later, oh, the bees look good. And so they looked really, really good. But that doesn't mean, though, you know, I, you know, that you weren't unfortunately maybe one of those people that, you know, got your bees in one day and the, you know, queen was dead or something like that. You know, that happens because things just happen. You know, some things just, you know, like... You know, yeah, I mean, I got my chickens three days ago and two of them more have died. You know, it just happens. There's runts, you know, in a litter, you know, it, things just happen. And, and uh, you know, so I don't want to make anybody feel like, well, gosh, you know, it only took me one or two days. And, you know, and I had, you know, a lot more dead bees and that things just happen. You uh-huh. know, we, we don't know what happens at a particular post office. I think we even had somebody say this year that they, they put the bees outside the post office mm-hmm. and it, Somebody stole them, yeah. and uh, and we don't know when people... Who would, who would steal a package of bees? Hey, you know, hey, let's go get an MP3 player out of a car and, and a package of bees from the post office. That's weird, isn't it? Oh, it happens, though, but but they have to put the bees outside the post office, especially if anybody's allergic. Our postmaster was telling us, if any postal workers are allergic, they have to put them outside, and we don't know when they put them outside, if they're putting them out in the rain, if they put them out directly in the sunlight, and they're sitting there in the heat, you know, we just don't know any of those kinds of things, but I will say now that we are upping our package pickup numbers for next year, and we are this year going to encourage as many people as possible to come over and pick up your packages because we want you to see with your own eyes, you know, that everything looks good and the queens are alive. And so if you're a, a worry wart, I would advise you to find a pickup place next year. At our, at, our, at our place, let me let the dogs out. I think there's coyotes out there. We live out in the country and there's coyotes and they go crazy when they hear those coyotes out there. Sick them. Go get them. (laughs) Boy, they tore out in a hurry, didn't they? (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah, I love what you're saying, Sherry, because we had people that came from, I think, a lot of different states to pick up bees. Oh, they were from Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, Kansas, Missouri, Kansas, and uh, people from you know the southern southern tip of our own state, but they came from a, wow. eight or nine different states to come over because they're they're concerned. I, they want to see with their own eyes that the bees look good when they pick them up, mm-hmm. you know, and that the queens are alive. And you know, some people just need that reassurance that my bees, 
you know, they look good when I pick them up. Mm-hmm. And and if and your bees look good when they're shipped, but you know, neither you or I or any of us can do anything once they get into the postal system to continue to take care of them properly. Yeah, and you know, I hate to say these things, I don't want to scare people off. Postal Service does super. They were great to us. They assigned us a special business solution specialist. He was great. He was so helpful and make sure all of our bees got on trucks right and everything was wonderful. However, folks, uh, postal places, UPS places, one of the things they don't like in their facility is bugs. <laughs> and I know that for a fact that they make sure that their facilities don't have little cockroaches running around. So the only way I can imagine that they make sure bugs aren't in their facility is they must do some spraying or you know, so, you know, you just don't know. And and really what's harder on packages more than anything is heat. Mm-hmm. If they sit in a, you know, a back of a truck for a long period of time out in the sun, and that can, that's why some people may lose the hive and others may not. Some people may not, their bees may not wind up in a hot truck and others may. But remember, bees through the postal service cannot get on a plane. Every postal service package, whether it's going to, the farther estates away has to go in a ground truck. And I don't know if you've ever been in the back of a semi in the summertime, but it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. So those of you that are going to get packages next year, hey, let's do this. Woohoo! You know, when I drove home and showed up here with that, that trailer full of package of bees, Sherry, I couldn't believe the number of cars that were here. It looked like Woodstock in the country. Why don't next year we have a big hoopla about it? We could have some bluegrass bands playing music all day, have a barbecue thing going on. Would that work? I don't see why not. That could be fun. We could just make a big day of it and people could come. We could get some blow-up, what do you call those things for kids, you know? They're called inflatables. (laughs) Blow-ups, inflatables. (laughs) Blow-ups. We could just have a... And then people might be saying, well, you know, we could drive... Uh, people with campers, they could camp. We don't have electric hookup. I mean, I can run extension cords, but <laughs> they could bring their campers. We live on an area where you could just park your, set up a tent, you know. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that idea, Sherry. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said every year that we need to have something yeah. like that. But wow. I don't know. I think we just, there's so much to do that we can't. No, I know. And and we don't like shipping. We like we like to get bees to people that live far away that that can't drive. And so we're going to probably continue to do that. Each year we say, "Oh, we don't we don't want to ship bees again." You know, a lot of people don't ship bees anymore because of the headache, you know. It's it's very challenging. And red tape and everything has to be just right, but at the same time, you know, we're going to do it because we know some of you just aren't able to get bees anywhere locally. So We'll keep doing it, but we do want to turn more people toward the side of pickup. Mm-hmm. Come to the pickup side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We would like to encourage people to start picking up, but if you do live in an area where you just know that you don't have anybody close by to pick up, you're going to have to do some Internet searching. Call your local bee clubs. Find out. They know who it is. There's one fella that doesn't live real far from us, David, that has package B pickups. But you would never know it because he doesn't he doesn't get on the internet or anything. Yeah. So the only way you would know it is if you happen to be belong to that 
that um, bee club. Mm-hmm. So don't just call your own. You know, see if you can, you know, span out in a radius of an hour and call all the different bee clubs in your area and say, where are you getting your bees? Is is somebody bringing bees up? You know, and find out where there's a pickup so you can go and pick them up. But for those of you who absolutely don't, and we have a lot of customers that live out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, and they're like, there is just no place out here. There's no bee companies. There's no bee supply places. Right. There isn't even a bee you know, a wild honeybee, you know, anywhere, I got to have them shipped, then then we will be glad yeah. to ship you a package. Yeah, that's right. Well, with package, you know, when we had our package bee pickup date, we, we've always made customers look. Look at the hive. You know, we say, does it look okay? We had a few, you know, and, you know, a few people said, well, and it depends on how bees sit in, sit in a package. It can look like it's not three pounds, and they're just kind of on one side. Or, but we always respected that. If you don't think that looks like a fair three-pound package, although I weighed them all, you know, um, then we say, okay, no problem. We'll put that aside. Pick one you want. And we always tell people, look at the queen. Uh, we want you to see her moving around. And now some people did tell our son David is the one who hands the bees out, you know, and he'll shake them down and say, see the queen in the cage. And a lot of people want to see it. Some people say, oh, I'm sorry, hon. I just can't, I can't see. And so David, you know, he, he would, he found two out of 300, I think, that didn't have a queen or moving in the cage, which may not mean she's dead. They do rest. I've seen them sleep, you know, and be, but we just still say, nope. If it's not moving, you're not taking the queen. So, um, the same can be, same can happen if you receive a package and shipment. You know, she can perish in shipment. And then you're queenless and you have to start over again. But we do everything we can. Sherry and I really break our backs to make sure you're getting three pounds, a healthy queen. And all we can do, I know, I hope you respect and appreciate what we do, but we really do make sure we babysit these bees until they get on the truck. We've done our part. But after that, we don't know what to do to get them to you in a healthier state. Well, as a matter of fact, the the night that we sat and, and bundled them together and labeled them, um, the the crew set up until what five o'clock in the morning yeah, getting that yeah. done because hours, yeah. you know we want it done and on the and on the um, post office trucks just as soon as possible. So that might mean sitting up all night long and doing that. Well, then later that day after we got them to the post office and it took. Two big trucks to come and, and get everything, but then we had to go to the UPS. And UPS wasn't set up. We have found that U- UPS is um, where we are is a, is a great facility. And, and our, our driver, for instance, here is is fantastic driver. But they're just not necessarily set up to take care of livestock. In that volume. In, yeah, especially in the volume we had it in. So um, they wanted us to... to put them on the back of this hot semi that had been sitting out in the sun all day long, but they were going to have to continue, you know, to wait for another couple of hours. So, so we sprayed them all down and we loaded them up and we got the generator going and we got fans on them and we sat there and we blew, you know, fans on all these bees and watered them down until they were finally, and then they traveled all night long. So that was, that was different cool, because right. then they, then they, they travel in the dark and, and it's cool enough for them. But until that sun finally starts to go down, it's hot. So we sat there and we babied those things, 
you know, yeah, until they're finally. But yeah. once the doors shut, you know, on those trucks and they drive off, all we can do is stand there and go, oh, I hope they're. <laughs> I know it. Oh, we do everything we can, but, you know, it, it's hardship. Bees are kind of fragile when they're out of their hive and they're, you know, stressed out like that. But, again, rest assured, they do good. They're very resilient. And, and I received a lot of email from people saying they arrived in great shape, and that made us feel good. We had cooler weather. That was a big help. And it looks like uh, this week we're going to have cooler weather, too, for those shipping dates as well. But there's a lot to go into it. And I don't know how to say this. I don't want it to sound wrong, but we make very little profit, insignificant amount of profit on the bees. It's certainly not worth the. <laughs> say it. We say it. We we. It's it's. What do they call that? Lo- a loss leader. What do they call that in the supermarkets when they uh-huh. when they take the price of the bread down real high oh. be- because they're hoping you'll buy the uh-huh. Hostess cupcakes or whatever yeah. it is. And that's what we do with the bees. We. I we don't make any money on bee packaged bees because we want you to buy our hives. Because that's yeah, where we make our yeah. money. You know, we make our money off the equipment and classes and, and those kinds of things. But we know that you certainly aren't going to be interested in those things without bees. Right. But we keep the price as low as possible. We This year, we were shocked at what people were charging for bees. I know. We, you know, there was one company that drove up here not 30 minutes from us and dropped off bees. And those people paid twice as much for those bees. Than if they had just come over and bought them from us. And then there was another company that we called this past week just to, you know, we're just kind of being nosy and finding out prices. And and the the package of bees was the very same. Yeah. But then they charged $85 to ship it. And we're like, okay, that makes a significant difference. And even when you look sometimes in those bee magazines and you see those those great big apiaries and they they say a package of bees is only $50 and you're thinking, wow, that's great. Well, then when you finally get down to shipping them, they charge you a a huge handling fee and another huge shipping fee. So, you know, the, the prices go up. So anyway, David's right. You know, we don't make any money off those packages in hopes that you'll you'll help us survive by buying <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, not only do we not hardly make any money on package bees, like Sherry was saying, it's just part of our effort to get, uh, to help sell the hives and the classes. <laughs> That's Christian. But people, people need bees, so we have to provide that, but... It's not a money maker for us, and the stress and anxiety. You know, when I picked up these bees, uh, well, when we placed them all in the in the in the trailer, and we were getting ready to take them over to the post office, it was a two-hour gap between five o'clock in the morning when we were finally done labeling them and taking them to the post office at seven. That two hours was really kind of hard on me because I started thinking, wow, what if something happens to these bees and they perish? People have paid me for them. Wow, it was, I don't, I don't want to say how much money it was, but it was, you know, a, a fearful amount of, well, we would, I would lose my shirt, I'd be well, done. Yeah, you know? this, yeah, our business would no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, and so it was like, ooh, boy, it's like, wow. So uh, so we're, we we always have a sigh of relief when, you know, everything is, is kind of over with packages of bees, as you can probably tell from our voices. And we we do like to move on out of packages and get into queens and, and we start teaching, you know, we have our B class coming up on the, wow, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, this 
that's a queen class. Oh, yeah, yeah, queen rearing. And yeah. then the next week is a beginner's class. And then in June, we do have a one-day queen rearing class. And people might think to themselves, why do I need to take a queen rearing class? Well, I'll tell you what, those queen rearing classes are always packed. Yeah, they're, they're always packed. And so I don't know if people are necessarily thinking... I mean, I, I think people are probably thinking, why would people who want to sell queens have a class and teach people how to do it themselves so they would, you know, wouldn't make the money? But, but these these folks um, want to rear queens for themselves, you know, and and it is a good skill to be able to have. If if you find you have a number of hives and you're always replacing queens, you might want to think about, you know, raising your own queens yourself and being able to manipulate the you know, genetics or whatever to get the kind of queen that you're looking for. So um, it can be a very valuable class. So the one in May filled up really, really quickly. And then, um, so there's another one in June, a one-day class in June that's online. So if anybody's interested in that, um, they can look into that. And then we'll probably have another beginner's class, I'd say, late summer, early fall is usually when we have it. So just be looking online for those classes. Yeah, and I'm going to be gone the early part of this week on a big another B project. So uh, those of you trying to reach me by email or phone, uh, you're going to have to live without me for a few days, maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And don't overwhelm Sherry either. Sherry's uh, grandmother passed away. Some of you probably called in last week and got an answering machine that uh, we were out for a funeral. Um, Sherry's grandmother was 97. She would have been 98 years old. In July, I think, and so uh, I helped with the funeral service uh, yesterday, and um, so you know those things come up, and, and you know uh, we still have to mow the grass and go to funerals. So be patient with us when you call in, and we can't get back to you. People are great. We we receive thousands of phone calls probably per month, and every now and again, you know, not many, but there'll be a person that says. I tried calling you for a week, and I don't get anybody to call me back. What's going on over there? Well, we're a family business, and, you know, we keep the cost down. We don't pay a bank of people to sit there and take your calls, so you're just going to have to be very patient with us. We are what we are. We are who we are. We're trying to work with what we have to work with, so um, keep that in mind as you call in for the remainder part of the year. We do still love to receive your orders for packet or for packing, not for packages, but for hives and equipment. We uh, still manufacture beekeeping equipment, so keep all that in mind too. And people ask all the time, what is the schedule for the year? Because they don't always know that. And I tell people that if you've missed that deadline to buy your packages and, and get things going this spring. What you need to do this summer is to number one to find the local your local bee club and get involved in that, and then number two you need to start reading all the books that you can, all the lessons that we have online, following the blogs, and then number three you need to start um, putting together your list of equipment needs and start ordering those things. You know it'd be great if you could order your things in August and September and October because those are the months when people aren't necessarily ordering stuff. It helps us tremendously, but it helps you because you can usually get your stuff really, really fast. It's it's still a big disappointment to people who think that they can call in two days before their packages, you know, get there and and call in and get a hive and don't realize that 
you can't do that at certain times of the year. It's just there's just too many backlogs, and that's just not us. It's even the big companies that are sometimes weeks out in mm-hmm. shipping stuff when it comes to this time of the year. Right. So instead of waiting and doing that, go ahead and start getting your stuff together in August and September and October, and then we usually start selling packages the first of November, and we'll be sold out the first of March. So. Um, as soon as the new year starts, you get your packages ordered, and you just got to sit back and wait for those to start being mailed out in April. And so that's kind of the calendar for the year. And most B classes are taught in January, February, and March, and many of them do not have an option at the end of the class to order bees and equipment. Many do, but many don't. So don't think to yourself, okay, well, I'm going to take this class. It's in March, and then at the end of that, I'll order stuff and then find out everybody's sold out. Mm-hmm. So think that through before you get to that point. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, uh, you know, just keep in mind that if you were too late to get going this year, we're going to be in this for a while. So... <laughs> It's our bread and butter, and we love it. It's our passion, so we want you to become a beekeeper. So keep those, like Sherry said, keep all those uh, schedules in mind so that you can uh, not feel rushed. We still have occasional customer that will call us up and say, Oh, my goodness, my bees are coming Friday. I don't have a hive. Can you ship me out a hive? Oh, we even had people this year who showed up after they picked up their bees. Yeah. And said, now I'm coming for a hive, and we're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, it's a, it fascinates us. But, you know, we, we, we do really well. We have a fast facility where we produce our, manufacture the beehives here. But we can still, we are limited. I mean, right now uh, we have some big orders that we're trying to get done. Mm, huge uh, orders. Yeah, I've got 80, 80 hives for that one guy that get done and another order of 13 by this Friday. I'm going to be gone the biggest part of the week. But the boys will keep things rolling. But, um you know the, these big orders come up, and I've still I've got some big projects taking bees out of homes that I'm going to do in the next two weeks. So you know we there's a lot to going on, but we uh, we love it, and we just are wanting you to help us plan ahead. Now you know Sherry, last year people were great. People did oh, order; they, they ordered their stuff way early before we hit did. the rush. They did. I think they were listening to the iPods or your blogs or something, and, yeah. and there were very very few people. Yeah. That waited until the last minute to order stuff. I, we had some disappointed people, though, who wanted right. bees and stuff like that, who didn't order it in time. But very, very few people um, did that this year. And, um, and you know what? I was thinking, too, that I wanted to make the comment about the fact that we have got... Oh, every year we usually have a grouch or two <laughs> on the phone. But you know what? I, you know, we've talked to a lot of other companies, a lot of other people... And we, we've heard about people who just, you know, the girls on the phone just stay in tears and, and some of the business owners are, are half dead and grumpy and grouchy because of the, the customers treat them so bad. And David, it's just not true with our customers. Mm-hmm. We, we've got the, we've got some of the nicest customers. Uh, some of the nicest customers. Yeah, you're you right. know, I mean, we make mistakes just like everybody else does. You get so many hives and things going through, and there's bound to be a mistake. And these people are just like, oh, that's okay. No big deal. We'll just, you know, let's just get it taken care of. And mm-hmm. I don't ever remember being yelled at one time on the phone this year. Or, like I said, sometimes we have a grouch or two. But, you know, we met some people in the past week who do this business. A lot of what we do, um, not completely, and they were just they were just so dead 
yeah. and worn out from their customers. Yeah. That it was it was a, it was sad. It was a shame. Yeah. That's do. right. And, and it's really fun. And I think you know this this is a this is a I love this podcast. We can get some gear work of what makes the business fly. We can get that in the hands of our customers, and they can help us be more successful. Because you know I it. I've had other jobs and other businesses where if you really have to struggle with your customers, then, you know, I remember one, one thing that I did for a long time, and it just didn't work out good. I thought, you know, maybe I should sell Avon. Can men, can men sell Avon? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe there's aftershave companies there's, similar. There's a, men's, there's a men's line for Avon. But oh, really? I think that's just so women can make their men smell better. I Is think. it called A-Don? <laughs> like Don the man and Von the woman, maybe? No, honey, no. It's not. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't feel that way about this business. A time or two I've had to call people back where maybe I messed up an order, I wrote something down wrong, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, I deserve to be crunched and beaten on now but they didn't they were very nice and said you know yeah we don't live in a perfect world and other things happen and whoo it makes me feel better sherry and i are the personalities where we can't stand to disappoint people mm, <laughs> we don't don't we we would spoil people before we would disappoint people that's for sure yeah in our in our business you know obviously we don't we also probably lose out on some profit because we we, <laughs> we just say okay I'll send you a new one and we without question you know okay well, I'll, I'll we upgrade yeah, you know yeah. we, if you come out here and we don't have one of those cheap you know hive tools I'll just give him one of those expensive stainless steel ones I shouldn't say this to David because he'll probably yeah. he'll be like what but it's like you know I just as soon do that than have anybody disappointed over something you know so yeah so thanks for being nice to us we appreciate that we're 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 hardworking people and we're honest and fair we, we you know we want to make things right and we don't we never wake up in the morning and say how can we cheat somebody or <laughs> you know uh, because we we're christian people we live by faith and by our own morals and we have to we have a conscience that we have to go to bed at night and say you know what we did the best we could today and um, we, we do we, yeah. we go to bed at night tired mm-hmm. and with a clear conscience yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Not not perfect. We know we we regret mistakes that we make occasionally, but and but what's neat, Sherry? You know, every small business has to do this. Every year we learn more. You know, the whole process of data storage, data transfer. You know, when you're taking orders and transferring information through different systems and all, things can get skewed. But every year we learn a better technique to to use and to utilize. So I feel like we a mistake is never not worthwhile every mistake is profitable for us to better ourselves yeah that well that is true we do learn from the mistakes that we make and mean that literally yeah that's right all right well sherry uh, we're on the eve of mother's day this is mother's day eve (laughs) you should open one present we always christmas eve we open a present don't we can i open a present where's there a present at I know where some are. Really? Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm serious. Are you serious? Uh I didn't know that. Where are they? Why would I tell you where they are? You got me a present? Well, you're not my mother. (laughs) You mean you helped the children get me a present? Are you serious? I I help Christian. You know, he's only two. Oh, really? Oh. He'll get you a present. 
Maybe you should open it tonight so you could, you know, have it to enjoy it a little bit longer than tomorrow. Just tomorrow, Mother's Day. You mean it will be, it will cease to exist at midnight tomorrow? <laughs> That's right. Back to work, Sherry. <laughs> this Mother's Day stuff is over. Well, my present. Will my present cease to exist at midnight? No, but the anticipation anticipation of getting one will be over. <laughs> but anyway, Happy Mother's Day. I love you, hon. You're the greatest. I can't believe the sacrifices you make for our bee business and our family. You never complain. You never gripe. <laughs> That's not true. And you, you, you run. That's not true. You run after me constantly. <laughs> no, I can. That is true. I can call you up any time. <laughs> oh, it was funny. I want to tell one more funny story. Oh yeah, and this was great. We t- we had to take a long trip uh, associated with our bee business. It was awful, and I had to take. I've got a one-ton Chevy heavy-duty, you know, pickup truck, dualies, and everything. I mean, it's an extended cab, which means it doesn't really have a back seat, but it kind of does. It has a wannabe back seat. <laughs> it's got a board with a piece of fabric over it. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that maybe if you watered it, it would grow into a real car seat or something. But it, anyway, so you know, Sherry and Carrie were sitting, taking turns sitting back there with a little Christian and. So about halfway back, Sherry said, David, guess what you're going to do on Monday? She said, you're going to the Ford garage and you're going to eat yourself a truck that has a back seat to it. So men, here's the moral of the story. If you ever want to buy yourself a new truck, all you got to do is put your wife in the back of that truck and make her sit there for 26 hours and she will be glad to let you go buy a new truck. <laughs> it was funny they they had this one truck Sherry and I think they would have given it to me for a song but it had it was an extended cab with a smaller back seat than my old one had I told the man I said look if I had to pay if I had an even trade and paid one dollar my wife would kill me if I brought this this little bench home I gotta have a crew cab you know where you know you can lay down back there and sleep or something so so our our bee business kind of expanded into a little better truck now. It's not brand new, but it's it's a it's a lot better. So we're happy about that. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Father's Day hey, Father's Day could be accessories for my new Ford F one fifty. What kind of accessories? Chrome. What would you chrome? Anything. <laughs> air fill air intake uh, you know, bumper. I got chrome bumpers. Are uh you serious? You would chrome something on it? No, you just buy little chrome stuff. Like, you know, they make little things over your gas where you put the gas in it. A little chrome thing there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh man! You guys color your eyes and eyebrows different colors. We like to chrome our trucks. Oh, okay. All right. What about new mirrors? You need new mirrors though, so you can see that trailer when you pull it. Yeah, extended mirrors. Oh, they're well, yeah. Can you get those chrome? Can you get those chrome plated? <laughs> I think they all are. They? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking the other day maybe wheels, new fancy wheels. You know, those are good wheels, but men like fancy wheels. I thought they were new. I thought they were good. You're talking about wheels or tires? No wheels. The the part in between the tires. Yeah, that'd be all right. Oh, they're expensive though. Oh, are they? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you some people pay, oh, I hate to say, maybe $1,000 a wheel. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
You can actually draw a picture out and take it and have somebody etch a wheel for you. You could have a bee in there or something. A bee? That would be cute. <laughs> you'd never see it I going really fast. <laughs> no, that's right. Once it's in motion, you'd never see it. I know it. We're, we're not that uh, into things like that, are we? You know, if it works, it works for us. We're pragmatic, I guess. All right, Sherry. Well, we scratched out another podcast for people who have been patiently waiting. And that guy on the ore rigger has been patiently waiting uh, remember that guy? We thought he was on a ship, but he's on an. I thought he was on a ship, but he's actually on an ore rig, I yeah. think. Yeah, he is. And uh, oh boy, there's people that email us constantly and get on Facebook and say, "When's the next podcast coming out?" Yeah, and we always have so much to say. It's just hard to find the time in it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll conclude this podcast. Looking for another one. I'll be on the road in the next few days. Maybe I can uh, hammer out a few more while I'm on the road. Oh, you know, Sherry, we wanted so bad to do some podcasts while we were that last trip we took because we had our big trailer and people were stopping us and talking to us. And mm. it would have been a hoot if I would have had all those conversations oh, about, yeah. you know, bees. Yeah, we met some, you know, really nice old timers. And yeah, it would have been fun. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, thanks so much for listening to us today, and we want to remind you to check out our website at honeybeesonline.com. And if we are selling queens now, a limited number, of course, we can only do so many each week. And it is weather permitting. I don't think folks understand that. You can't go out and get queens either when it's storming and it's windy. and So you may not be able to get queens when you want them, but we'll do the best we can. Yep, yep, so be patient. But you can just call us. We don't have that on the Internet because uh, you could click, you know, buy 50 and and overwhelm us. So you have to call in so we can keep pace of what's available. 217-427-2678. And uh, email us at david at honeybeesonline. And don't expect an answer. (laughs) Please don't place orders or change orders or add to orders on email. Yeah, we had <laughs> or a text messages. <laughs> yeah, we we had a few. I mean, some people, you know, we were already uh, in the process of making labels and shipping out packages and that preparation time. We had to prepare the labels 3 or 4 days in advance. And and I wasn't able to check my email. I was so busy and some people would email us and say, "Hey, upgrade me to UPS." And I didn't see that until the bees were gone. Or yeah, or they'd say, "Don't ship them because yeah. I can't be home." And it's like, "Oh, you need to call in, folks, and tell us that sort of stuff so we can help you better." Well, some people did try to call, but again, you know, yeah. we just couldn't uh, couldn't get to everything. So uh, be, yeah, do call us. Don't trust email. I find a lot of people in my spam junk mail, so don't don't trust. Sherry does too, and sometimes we forget to look in there. So don't trust email, folks. You know, you're gonna have to call us. On important issues, you're going to have to leave a message on the phone or call us, so keep that in mind. Okay, well, it's been fun. We do want to say hello to all of our podcast listeners. We wish you well. Thank you for being super, being a part of our uh, business and our uh, fun times that we have with bees. We're going to hammer out another podcast real soon. We know we went too long, and you became undernourished between the last one and this one. We'll keep you better fed. So, uh Let's have, Sherry, you want to say goodbye to everybody? 
Goodbye. Happy Mother's Day. And if you listen to this too late and you miss your mother, guess what? She'll take a phone call or a card from you all week long. But she'll be mad. My kids never called me on Mother's Day. They forgot me. I was late. They don't. They don't love me. I know that's not true. Okay, let's let's have a little Christian say goodbye. Hi, Christian. Hey. Um, are you watching Thomas the Train? Yeah, more. You want more? Who? Topham Topham hat? Oh, everybody everybody wants you to say bye. These people are listening on our podcast, and I want you to say bye to them. Can you say goodbye, everybody? Goodbye, everybody. All right. See you later. Bye.